Oh man, I got my new Dreamcast and Soul Calibur's out and I really want to play it, but I don't even have my license yet. And where am I going to come up with the money? I would sell my soul for that game. Oh, did I hear somebody say they'd sell their soul? Who are you, weirdo? Uh, I've gone by many names. Uh, Satan, uh, the devil, uh, you know, other names. What can you do for me? Call Petty. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> I, I can give you anything. All you need to do is sign this paper just giving me your soul and your very wish is my command. Wow, that seems like a deal for my soul. I mean, I'm not going to use it anyways, right? No, it's useless. Well, what I really want is this new video game for the for the awesome new system. It's called the Sega Dreamcast and it's uh it's called Soul Calibur and like it's awesome and it's like the prettiest game ever. Can but I have that for my soul? Yeah, of course. Uh, just sign at the bottom line here. Ah, sweet. And done. <laughs> you fool. You've signed your soul away for this game of all things. <laughs> sweet. You actually have it? Uh, yeah, I stood in line. I mean, <clears throat> my minions got it for me. I have people who work in the gaming industry. Here you go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This whole soul thing was a joke, right? I mean, I'll just pay you money for it. No, I've got your soul. Wait, how much money would you pay? Well, I've only got like five bucks now, but I'll, I'll pay in installments. I'm going to mow some grass this week. I charge you interest. <sighs> I had to skip the soul. Okay, all right, well, I'll see you later. Hey, before I go, do you have any, uh, I don't know, you seem like you're really hip. Uh, do you have any of the, a good thing for me to listen to as I make my way back down to the the depths of Hades. Oh, you mean like something where we can uh, say it at the same time and really stretch to end this opening segment? Yeah, that would be perfect. Well, there's this podcast I listen to. What podcast is that? Retro Blizzard! Welcome to another episode of Retro Beast. Again, another episode, another opening that we just stretched out as much as possible and got nothing out of it. And then realized we weren't going to be able to say the name of the podcast, which is how we always try to end it. I think we always just assume Chris is going to make these sound much better than what we do. Save it, Chris. He, he can only do so much. I mean, we got to put something in here. <laughs> That's very true. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we got a fun game today, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's get all the... No, let's not. Okay. <laughs> I should have told you this when we were off there. Okay. Let's switch it up, because I think people don't listen when you do things at the same time every time. Let's do this at the end. Okay, but I'll forget. All right, let's do it. Let's just go right to the fun stuff. Okay, what is the, the fun, stuff? fun stuff? What did we play today? We played Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur! For the Sega Dreamcast. So, Trevor, this is another Dreamcast game. So this is only like our second or third one, right? It's really... Well, we did the Halloween special episode where we kind of talked about Resident Evil. Yeah. And that Kiss Psycho Circus game. 
So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but I kind of consider this like the real start of our Dreamcast coverage. I think so because this is a full episode dedicated just to one of the top Dreamcast games, and I would consider this game yeah. one of the reasons to buy a Dreamcast. In 1999, I remember yeah. that was like the tagline of every review. This is the reason to buy Dreamcast. Yeah. It was definitely that, and the NBA 2K game was the reason I got one. It was this game and that? But was it worth it? Let's find out. And let's just. I mean, we could both do a whole episode just on our memories of the Dreamcast. Yeah, so let's do it. You, now. <laughs> you just will say, like, right quick, like, what do you remember about getting the system and this game? Uh, I got this system pretty much when it came out. I remember I got it at Toys R Us of all places, back when they do, were doing big deals with video games. That's mm-hmm. where I used to go to get mine. And uh, this was the first system that I believe I actually paid for myself. Because I had a job at the time. I was yeah. in high school, but I worked at a grocery store. I saved up money, bought this system, and I was very glad I did. I wish I still had it. I really miss it a lot. And Soul Calibur was one of the games that I got because I really wanted to play it. And uh, I love the series. There's been quite a few of them by now. I haven't played them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Soul Edge. I think it was the first one, right? That's Soul the arcade Edge. one. Yeah. The arcade. I played that in the arcade. I played Soul Calibur, and I think I played two. Soul Blade was a PlayStation 1 game? I that think? must be the other one I played, because I, I had a PS1. Yeah. So that's probably the other one I played, and I always liked them. There's a lot of really cool characters. The The gameplay is as easy or as deep as you want it to be, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so I've been a big fan of this series for a while, and I actually kind of miss it. Yeah, for me, I mean, we'll, we'll do a whole episode about our sort of feelings on the Dreamcast, because it's special to both of us. Yeah, so let's do it. But it's <laughs> <laughs> just really quickly what I remember. I think it was Sam's Club, which isn't like a, it's not like a saucy story. I mean, Sam's Club is just a big department store. What's a saucy story? I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> so I mowed saucy. grass for eight, 80 weeks and then went to Alaska and bought a Dreamcast. It's nothing like that. But I'm trying to understand how that is saucy. What's your definition of saucy? Let's get that out of the way. This is important. Let's pretend I didn't say that. I'm trying to understand your adjective. All right, this is, all right. Let when me you re- say saucy, I think you mean like something's like hot or or dare I say, sexy or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. This is not that. Okay, all right. This is just, I knew the Dreamcast was coming out. We've already established I was more or less still sort of a Sega fanboy at this point. Yeah. I bought the Dreamcast. I bought the Saturn instead of the PlayStation, although eventually did get a PlayStation. Same here. And now the Dreamcast was coming out. This was going to be Sega's big system. You know, the Saturn... To most of the world, the Saturn was a huge failure, but I didn't really see it that way. I enjoyed my Saturn... Didn't really have internet at the time, so I didn't care that everybody else thought that Sega was struggling. Yeah. I wanted a Dreamcast, and I remember Sam's Club. They had them in these cages is how they used to keep their expensive stuff. And it was one ninety nine ninety nine, which was actually a pretty stinking good deal for a new system. I'd rather you be about the Saturn than be about Uranus. Let's start this episode over. <laughs> okay, all right. But no, I remember just <laughs> being so excited to get it. I think I was 16 when it came out. That joke is like a 9 out of 10. It's like a not great joke. It's like a third grade joke. So, yes, 9 out of 10. But, yeah, so that's just my memories of buying the Dreamcast. But, do not stretch on much further. Soul Calibur, I think the only game I got on launch day was um, Sonic Adventure, which we'll cover at another point. Yeah. Soul Calibur, I specifically remember this. It sticks in my mind so much. I think, like I said, I was 16. And I don't know if I didn't have my license or maybe I did, but I just wasn't driving much yet. But I remember this is the only time that I begged my dad if he could pick this game up for me on the way home from work. 
I had saved up the money and I had the money, but I needed a way to get it. And I wanted it so much. Um, and it's the only time that I remember him ever doing that, but he did. And I was so excited. Like, I was just remember thinking the whole time, I hope he comes home with the right game. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's always but, a, it was always a worry for me if yeah. my parents were getting me a game. Cause I, I you know, cause he was not into it at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if it wasn't, he wouldn't have done it on purpose. No, but yeah. Well, yeah, that was just awesome. Uh, he came home and, uh, the rest is history, which we're about to get into. Okay. All right, let's get into it. So Soul Calibur came out for the Dreamcast on 9-9-1999. Oh. The famous launch date of the Sega Dreamcast by Namco. And uh, why don't we just start with the way the game looks? Because let's just be honest, that's just what pops out. So you're going to switch it up on me and go graphics first. I don't have to do that. No, let's do it. We'll do I actually it. see your notes are really neat this time. I feel bad. No, we'll do it. That's fine. All you right. can switch it around. Graphics then. Okay, graphics, yeah. By far, this game really stands out. Now, in all fairness, we, for this show, we do a lot of games that come well before this system. This is very late as far as retro goes. Yeah, this is probably as late as we'll ever go. We might go PS1, but we'll never go past that. So, man, so I want to be fair, but this game is just so dang beautiful. Honestly, it looks great. The frame rate seems to be really smooth, in my opinion, what I remember and what we just played. Uh, all the characters are distinct. Uh, they all have different moves and don't look the same at all. Mm-hmm. You know, man, let's, like, let's take Street Fighter, for example, which is another series that I really do like quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know, Ken and Ryu are just simple little small palette swaps almost. Yeah. I mean, they change their hair and the, the color of their, their uh, whatever you want to call that, their karate suit or whatever. <laughs> so... This game doesn't do that. They don't skimp out. All these characters are amazingly designed. Like, you you will want to play all the characters. Mm-hmm. you want to check them all out. And each one has different costumes, even. Some are kind of risque. Let's oh, go yeah. get that out of the way. <laughs> this system probably pushed it and probably helped a lot of boys at a certain age <laughs> become men. <laughs> or just more immature boys. <laughs> yeah. You know what? So, you know... The game looked amazing. Like it's definitely a standout. It, it's it's really great looking. Yeah, this was. I mean, it's funny, but it's true. This is the first time that a game looked so good that when characters were wearing maybe more revealing clothing, it was. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just be honest. As a teenage boy, like, oh wow, I don't really know if I want to play that around my parents. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the the characters looked at the time completely realistic. Yeah. The, the best thing I could say about the graphics of this game, to get off of that whole escape point, because that is not what this game's about. Or saucy, as we like to say. Saucy, now. yes. The best thing I can say about this is I remember when I played this game in 1999. It was probably October before I got to play it, to be honest. I just remember thinking, games have come so far. How can they ever look better than this? Yeah. What's weird is they do look better than that now. They do now, but the game was so impressive. Yeah. I can't think of a game that's come out recently that uh, graphically is as impressive today as this was in 1999. I mean, my goodness, this is... It was a major job. 18 years ago? It was a major job. This game's going to celebrate its 20th anniversary soon, and it still, still looks is, so good. Still is great, honestly, to this day, it looks great. But, yeah, just uh, the flowing, like, some of the clothes, like, waving the wind and yeah. the hair. I will say this. You know, a lot of the PlayStation 1 games, even the ones that I really like, look like, look dated now, just graphic-wise. Right. This game, Soul Calibur, looks amazing. Like, it looks like it's only a couple years old. 
it, it is amazing. And like, and even PlayStation Two, which the Dreamcast was closer to the PlayStation Two, I guess, than the PS One. But and not to knock those systems because they're great, but I, I can't think of hardly any games for other systems around that era that still look this good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we are playing on a, a modern TV, which usually is bad news because the Dreamcast is not a high definition system. It's nineteen ninety nine. Right. But we're playing on a modern high def TV. But I'm using a, a VGA cable, um, which is a trick I found out. They're cheap. You order them. And as long as your TV has a VGA port, which most modern TVs do, you just plug it in that way and it looks crisp. It almost looks HD. Man, when you say crisp, though, that makes me think of McDonald's. You know, that's a very good point. Speaking of McDonald's, uh, I'd like to take a moment to tell our fans about the one and only Big Mac. It's a mouth-watering perfection that starts with two... Sear sizzled 100% pure beef patties and Big Mac sauce, sandwiched between a sesame seed bun. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds incredible. <laughs> and what's even better, Trevor, is they've gone one step farther. McDonald's has, and you can get not just a normal Big Mac, but you could get a double Big Mac. But did they stop there? <laughs> All right, sorry. This is unprofessional, and I apologize to McDonald's. <clears throat> this is a very serious part of the show. Yeah. So yes, now they have a triple Big Mac. Wow, that's three times the Big Mac. And for your smaller appetites, which is not us, let's no, be honest. No, we're going. We're going um, triple. For your communists, you have the single Big Mac. <laughs> Just like is, our shirts, we go through X. Yes. They have a single Big Mac. <laughs> This is very serious. This is not a joke. Um, so yeah, go to your local McDonald's today. This should be funny. We're so delighted at the taste of the Big Mac. Yeah, we're just happy and honored that McDonald's is sponsoring us. Now, Trevor, now that we got the tastiness out of the way, let's. you ready to talk about some gameplay? I think so, yeah. Alright. Now, I think everybody knows the gist of these types of games. It's a, It's a fighting game. This is one that takes the 3D element, though, one step farther and actually really uh, implements 3D way you can actually change uh-huh. planes and stuff really easily, too, and smartly. You just yeah. push the, the, you know, down twice or something, and you'll actually change. But you can go, you're in a ring of some sorts. You, it's one on one. Uh, you can knock your character down, beat them down, get their health down to zero, or they can fall, or you can kick them out or knock them out of the ring. You know, yep. lose that way, too. This is, yeah, like you just said, this is. A true 3D fighting game. It's like game. a virtual fighter. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, right. You can knock them out yeah. and bring them that one, too. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of like that, but much, much improved graphically. Yeah, it is and like I the next it, gen of that. And that's, it's been a while since i played that one, but I feel Soul Calibur plays better. But I could be wrong. I haven't played that one. The, the virtual fighter series is interesting. We Maybe we should cover some, like on the Sega Saturn yeah. at some point. But but yeah, Soul Calibur, it, it's, it's the first fighting game that I remember playing that was truly 3D. Like you said, you can move in. They call it eight direction movement. Yeah. So you can move all around characters. You can, and it just adds to the depth so much because you can move behind them to their side. But here's the thing, and we need to say this quick. I don't. I won't speak for you, but I've never been a big fighting game fan. I always liked the idea of them. I love the idea of Street Fighter because I think I love the two D graphics and all that. But I never really got into them that much because I just I was never someone who was going to sit down and memorize all the move sets to beat somebody. I've always liked fighting games, especially the ones that give each fighter a little story. Right. 
Like Street Fighter would do that. You would play as a character and you get through. And we're going to cover a Street Fighter game at some yeah. point. But this does the same thing. Each of these characters has an own has their own story, and it just like I like that. I want to play and see how right. this character fares. What happens when they win? What's their ending and all that kind of stuff? And this game does do that, which is awesome. And like I was saying, the even for me, the game is so accessible. It's so deep, but it's so accessible that it didn't matter to me that I wasn't a huge fighting game fan. This I game, mean, this game literally works if you're just a buttons master, yep. or if you're somebody who really wants to. Uh, get really technical, or uh, someone who really wants to learn all the moves and figure all the moves out. This works for everybody. The game it reminds me the most of in that aspect is actually another Dreamcast game, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah, that's another classic. Because you can have a blast as button mashing, or you can be very technical. Yeah. And that is the same here. This game is so deep. But How deep is it? Deep as the ocean? That's good. Or at least a good-sized lake. You know what you can get in a lake or an ocean, Trevor? Fish. I don't know, but I want to find out. You can get fish. You know where else you can get fish? Where? At McDonald's. Oh. You can get the filet of fish Dive into our wild-caught fish sandwich. Sourced from sustainable fisheries. Topped with melty American cheese and creamy tartar sauce. And served on a soft, steamed bun. Mm. Does that not sound amazing? So go catch yourself. <laughs> go catch yourself. A, go catch yourself a filet of fish today at your local McDonald's. You know the only way I eat fish these days. <laughs> the only way I'll consume fish these days isn't a filet of fish from McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, well, would it's you the eat? minimum I require. <laughs> Why would you eat it any other way? Is there other fish? I don't think so. I think when God created oceans, he just filled them with filet fishes. When I go out fishing, I expect my fish to come out looking like this fish. Square, delicious, golden blocks. Yeah. With a soft, warmed bun. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why we're laughing so much. We're just getting so happy. Every time we talk about McDonald's. <laughs> it's the greatest place on earth. Those golden arches <laughs> are incredible. And anytime I see those, there's a smile on my face. Exactly. Now, Trevor, speaking of fish, the graphics in this game. No, we already talked about that. The gameplay. There's something else I was going to say about the gameplay. And if I could stretch this out more while I try to remember it, that'd be great. <laughs> the, oh, I think the ringing out. Ringing out. The ring out part is really done well here. Right. It's a legit way to win a match. Yeah, you can actually use this to your advantage, especially because, uh, let's say, you, since you can like change where you are on the plane mm -hmm. easily, and you're, the person you're taking on can do the same thing, you're a, a constant battle of that. And like, if you not, let's say, there's a couple matches where I would knock you down on the ground, and when you're on the ground, you can actually do the same thing. You could roll right. around. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do when you knock me down is yeah. try to roll around and get behind you. Yeah, it didn't usually work, but. But it's a good strategy to use, and it's still, even on the ground, it gives you a chance to get a one-up on somebody. I can think of another fighting game that uses its 3D space so well as this game. Yeah, that, this game excels at that, for sure. Because usually it almost throws me off. I really, even as a very moderate fighting game fan, I prefer 2D fighters, generally. This is the game is the exception to that rule. Yeah. The only exception that I'm aware of. Um, And speaking of, you know... What are the different... What were you going to say? I was going to... Well, you want to get into the characters... 
I was going to do game modes first and then characters. Okay. Well, I was going to say one of the things that sets this apart, which if you not played this, you wouldn't know this, and we didn't mention it, and that is the weapons. Unlike oh, yeah. most fighting games where you're fist-to-fist mostly, this game, every single character has a unique weapon, which is just and Some of them are awesome. really cool, yeah. Right. Some are very unique. We'll get. I think when we get to the characters, we can see what their weapons right. are and talk about those. Uh, Trevor, what are some of the game modes? One of them, of course, is just arcade, which is the normal right. what you expect in any of these kind of games. Let's see what I can remember off the top of my head because I didn't pull them up. Okay. What? Well, what arcade is uh, basically how you unlock characters. Yeah. Just the normal the normal mode that's in all these kind of games. Right. Then, of course, you have your um, your versus mode that which, you can just yeah. play against either which is computer or another is, player. Yeah, which is almost in all these kind of games as well. And that's, let's be honest. That's probably where you're going to spend most of your time when you're not playing by yourself. Yeah. Um, you play with a course against a human player. Um, then it's got a survival mode where I think you just see how far you can make it on one life. That's right. Um, I believe there was a time attack mode. There was. But really the standout here, besides, you know, arcade and versus, is the mission mode. Yes. And this is something that is not in every fighting game. What are your memories of the mission mode? This is the mode that... Okay, growing up, my sister did not care at all for these kind of games. Mm Mm-hmm. So, unless you or Derek were over, or whatever, I was playing this game by myself. Right. This mode is the reason to get this, even if you're just going to be playing by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so deep, and there's so much to it, uh, that it just... It's like a really deep story mode, mm-hmm. sort of. And, and the gist of it is, you're not always going to be doing, like... You're going to have different objectives in each match. You might not... You might have one match where... You had one match... I was watching you... One of the matches was you just supposed to block all his all his attacks and right. you would win as long as you didn't die before the time ran out. And that's early on. Later, it gets more complex. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. It's not just a hey, beat this person up. Right. Like some of the examples, I was trying to remember some of them because my VMU, which is the Dreamcast memory card, which almost deserves its own episode. Um, but for some reason, I couldn't get it to load my save, and it's probably my fault. I hope I'll figure it out. Um, but I know I played this mode a lot because there's 300 pieces of artwork you can unlock playing this mode. And what I forgot is this artwork, actually, you kind of turn it in to buy new weapon skins and new costumes and stuff, which is pretty cool. And like some of the missions, like there might be quicksand all over the map, all over the arena, so you don't want to fall in it. There might You might be poisoned during the match. You know, you might be crippled in some way. It's just a really meaty cool single-player mode that just seems endless. It really makes the replay value of this game skyrocket. It really does. And just the... This may not seem so impressive now, but the amount of content in this game... I remember the the 300 pieces of artwork. You actually want to unlock them because they're awesome hand-drawn artwork. Oh, yeah, they're incredible. And, I mean, um, the, the biggest... The closest thing I could compare this to as far as the amount of content is actually the the more recent entries in the Smash Brothers series. They have kind of ridiculous amount of content yeah. to unlock. This is kind of like that. Smash Brothers, the new one especially, has more, but that's because right. that thing's like on steroids when it comes to that. Yeah, the new Smash Brothers is over the top, the yeah. amount of content. But. but this one has quite a bit, right. especially considering when it came out, honestly. it's it, it, They really did not skimp out on this game. You were definitely getting your money's worth. Yeah, for sure. Um, and speaking of content, you start the game with 10 characters, but there's 19 in all, which means you have a lot to unlock. Yeah. And the 10 you start out with are all good. They're all fun. I- They're all different kinds of players. Uh, one, like Trevor, Trevor's character that he's good with, I might not be good with that one because I play different. 
which I think yeah. is really cool. It really adds to it. You're, you're going to want to play with all these characters to see which one uh, you're better with, which right. one more fits your style of play. I'll go through some of the names, and I'll be honest, the, these names don't always... I wish I could find the pictures with the names, because we were really bad at pronunciation. Yeah. And just hearing, or just reading these names, I'm not yeah. totally sure right. who some of the just, characters Just are. everybody knows, we're both born and bred in North Carolina. That sounds these, bad when you put it that way. These are, well... <laughs> We're both from North Carolina. These names are not from North Carolina. I don't think they are, no. <laughs> so we may butcher these, but it's not because we're trying to. We just don't know how to pronounce them correctly. So the the characters on the game. Uh, let's, Kal- let's go one by one. You name one, 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 and then we'll say their weapon. Uh, Kalik. All right. Kalik is a really good uh, first-time player character. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of really easy moves to combo. He's got a bow staff. So think mm-hmm. Donatello in the Ninja Turtle game. Except even longer. Except for his reach is even longer. And he's got some really nice kicks and stuff, too. This was always one of my favorite characters to play as. And I honestly didn't realize until... Because well, to be honest, I mostly played this game single player, too. Um, except when you came over. I never realized how cheap this character is considered by some professionals. I always just loved him because he... Uh, like you said, he's really easy to combo with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he's cool. Uh, let's see, here's where... I would know this character if I saw them, but Zangwa, is she the girl with the short swords, maybe? Uh, we should look these up, but keep going. So Zangwa, <laughs> Maxi, he's definitely the nunchuck guy. Yeah, he's the nunchuck guy. I always liked him. His reach is nowhere near as long, but if you get good enough with him, he can be in constant movement. Right. Which I really like. And there was a one point, and I've definitely not played this in a long time, so I couldn't do it today, where I could keep that guy moving with his kicks and right. his nunchucks. And he's awesome to watch. He's a character that you can show somebody say, hey, look what this system can do. Right. And he's um sort of the anti-Kalik in a way because his reach is short, but he's quick and he, he's just smooth. Yeah. Um, so I never played him a lot probably because I was cheap with Kalik. <laughs> uh, then there's Mitsurugi who had his sword, sword. like a he traditional really, samurai. Yeah. He really reminded me of uh, Think Samurai Jack in a way. Yeah. yeah. He's just a fun, solid character with a traditional sword. Uh, Taki. Or Tacky. I think it's Tacky. Yeah, she was a ninja-like character. She had little daggers. Yeah, she's fun. She's really good for, like, close combat. Uh, Valdo. Okay. Never, never forget Valdo. <laughs> Valdo is a character, if anybody's remotely seen anything about Soul Calibur, they're going to remember Valdo. He's so strange and out mm-hmm. there. His movements are odd. His character is just odd. I don't even remember his origin, but I know it's it's out there. And his weapons are like, his hands are almost like Edward hands, sort of. Yeah. And here's another example of the Dreamcast is powerful enough to make his movements really weird and creepy. Yeah, weird and creepy because they're fluid, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we have Sophia or Sophidia. Yeah, she's kind of like a... Uh, Warrior princess. Yeah, like Athena, kind of. Yeah. Like a... I don't even know. Yeah, like a Greek goddess yeah. sort of thing. That's what she reminded me of. I'm sure that she was the favorite of many teenage boys, too. Mm-hmm. I, but, I enjoyed her quite a bit. So then we have Astaroth, who... He was had the giant axe, yeah. right? He's this huge, humongous guy. Has power moves for sure. He's the slowest by far. Think Zangief from Street Fighter in a way. He's very slow, but if you're able to get one of the moves on somebody, you're going to take out a lot of health, right? And and speaking of big nightmare, yeah, nightmare was one of my favorites just because if I remember in the previous games, he was uh, the night guy uh, who I'm blanking on his name, but that guy was my favorite character. He was like his knight and literally in shining armor. Yeah. Had a long sword. And then the soul caliber or whatever, he actually gets it and it turns him into nightmare. 
This oh, is yeah. if I remember right. It's been forever since I played. That sounds about right. And he turns into this, and that's how you get to play here. So he's just weird. Uh, you can tell he used to be a knight, but he's like he's definitely changed. He does. He looks like a nightmare, like it says. And his sword, there is his sword is humongous and looks just really cool and creepy. And like a lot of the other characters in this game, the character design is just amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, top notch. <clears throat> and then Wang or Huang. We were I'm saying not sure how to pronounce that. We were saying Huang. It's H W A N G. I think they just saw it. But we were definitely saying it wrong. Um, but he's one of the unlockable characters, so he almost had like a drunken martial arts style. Yeah, yeah. I could see if you got good with him, he'd be hard to beat. You're right. Uh, and then Lizard Man, who is an unlockable character. I remember Lizard Man. I don't remember his weapon, but I remember him. He was one of my favorites just because he was a lizard. And that's why uh, I guess I just need to play some more to unlock him since my memory card didn't unloading, apparently. But yeah, I like Lizard Man. Uh, Siegfried. I remember on that was the night. That's the night. That oh, was that his original form. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. Rock. I'm trying to remember Rock. Was he like a bull, or am I just thinking wrong? I, I don't remember, to be honest with you. How entertaining can you be for ten seconds? Uh, we'll find out. All right. So, have you guys been to McDonald's yet? They got some great food. And they got some. Oh, awesome there he is. Okay, here we go. Well, he looks like a rhinoceros in this picture. He reminds me of Astaroth. Yeah, he's kind of similar to that, but he's a rhino. I don't remember him a lot, I'll be honest. I assume I unlocked him. Uh, anyways, then we have Sungmina. I remember unlocking her, but again, it's been so long, I'm having a hard time remembering her. Yeah, while Trevor's looking this up, uh, if you guys haven't had some McDonald's fries today, you're doing yourself a major disservice. Oh, yeah, I remember her. She Oh, she's like Kalik. She's like she's like, yeah. she's like Kalik, but her bow staff has a sword or something on the end of it. She was also one of my favorites because of the cheap uh, bow staff sword yeah. thing. Um, then Edge Master, who was the final boss in the arcade mode. Yeah, he's like... Wait, no, he's not no, the final boss. No, no, no. I'm totally wrong. That would be the next one. Edge Master is the one that teaches you stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like start. an old Dragon Master sort of thing. Yeah. I don't really remember playing as him. He's probably one of the last ones you unlock, I bet. Inferno is the final boss. You didn't say Cervantes, did you? No. Oh, you're saying okay. He's apparently last. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I thought he would be before Inferno. But yeah, Inferno is uh, the the main boss character in in the arcade mode. He's like a weird energy. Like, he's like type flames. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't he like take on the moveset set of all the different characters? It feels like it. Yeah, yeah. He can <laughs> be he can be tough to beat, but if you're like me and you just ring him out, it's a lot easier. <laughs> right. And then Cervantes, who I always loved, he's a pirate, which is awesome. Yeah. He's a part who has like a gun and a and a sword or like a small sword. He's great, and and all these characters, I love that it gives you motivation to play through the arcade mode a lot, because basically, to unlock Wang, who's the first character to unlock, you just have to beat the arcade mode with one character. Yeah, and then the next one you have to use two, and eventually you have to use I think it's seventeen different characters to beat um, to unlock. It might be Inferno, I guess. Anyways, it's just it's, yeah, it's cool. It gives you a reason to play it. Yeah, like I said, the replay value on this game is crazy high. And so that's really it for the gameplay, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I wish... Let's get to the music and the sound. Yeah. Uh, the music is good. It's not going to blow you away, but it sounds amazing on the Dreamcast. The, you know, the Dreamcast is, has a much better sound capabilities than the Sega Genesis ever could have imagined, obviously, because right. you're playing on disc now. It sounded good. Uh... But, like, I don't know. How would you say? I'd say it's above average, but it's not, like, Mario level. Well, I always thought the music was fantastic, but it's not, like, catchy music. It's yeah, it's almost regal sounding. That's a better way like to put it. Like, epic 
I think it fits the game so well. It makes it sound really more serious than it is. Yeah, I would it's agree just, with that. It's just really like epic and and uh, yeah. I mean, that's just the word for it. Yeah, and the sounds in this game are fantastic for a fighting game, especially right. all the fights and the fighting and the sword slashing and stuff sounds as pitch perfect as it could be. There's really nothing I would change about the sound or the music. Yeah, same here. Um, it fits the game. Unlike Bigfoot that we played last time, Yeah, the music fits this game perfectly. <laughs> right. It may not be as standout as the graphics or gameplay, but it's it's really every bit as good as it needs to be. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, so I guess we're into our final review, Trevor. I guess so. I mean, there's so much to this game we could talk about a long time, but I think let's just go to the review. All right. Do you want to go first? I can. All right. Do it. Okay. I thought about... Do you like how I ramble on before I do my review? I love it. It's my favorite thing. That's what I thought. So, I knew we were going to cover this game at some point when we decided we were going to do drink-ass games. And right then, I started thinking, wow, this is just... This is one of those games. When it came out, it was considered probably the best fighting game of all time. Possibly the best Dreamcast game. I remember the reviews being outstanding. And just one of the best games of all time, period. Um, and I agree. Like, it just, I just could not believe how beautiful it was, but it's the gameplay that kept me. It was so fluid, so smooth. And I just, I just thought to myself, now how am I going to review this today? Because we don't review games. I mean, as much as possible, we don't review games through nostalgia glasses. We try to just say, here's how it is today. Does it hold up? Does it not hold up? Because some games that were great, Aren't as great now. Yeah. The thing is, you can't you can't go back to 1999 and remember exactly what it was like because it's still beautiful today. It still looks great, but games have moved further, graphically speaking. So you can't say it's just by today's standards as amazing to look at as it was then. But if I'm going to play a fighting game, there's no there's not another one I would rather play. Definitely not a 3D fighting game. 2D is probably still my way to go if I'm going to play a fighting game, but there's no 3D fighting game that I, that I'm even going to mess with when this is around, including the sequels to this game, which I don't think ever improved upon the original. This game looked better and played better than the arcade version, which was unheard of at the time. So this this game really was a 10 out of 10 when it came out. I mean, it was just even it, it was so good that people that don't care about fighting games are going to love it. Yeah, wake me up when you're done. Okay, so. <laughs> So what does that mean for today? It's, I would say it's, from a gameplay perspective, it's every bit as good as it was before. I'm not a huge fighting game fan. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I mean, I'm not going to pull it out as often as, you know, Super Mario World, because it's not my kind of game. But if I want to play a fighting game, this is the one I'm pulling out. So I got to go 9 out of 10, and that is strictly from a non-fighting fan's perspective. Okay. This is, and still is, one of my favorite fighting games. Uh, I do like, I think I like fighting games more than you do. But, especially when, okay, 3D fighting game, this is number one. Oh, yeah. Easily for me. But when it comes to fighting games overall, I'd put this right up there with uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, even. Mm-hmm. Which is another one that I absolutely love. So I'd put it right up there with that, of how good it is. To me, it's still held up today. Like, playing it just now just brought back all these memories of me wanting to go play it all over again and unlock all mm-hmm. that stuff all over again. This game, to me, in my opinion, is still as good as it was well, over 
what, 1999, almost 20 years ago. It's approaching 20, yeah. Yeah. This game is top-notch. Like, I totally understand your nine, and I'm not even going to remotely bash that number, but I was thinking eight and a half this whole time. Yeah. I definitely have it up there. You could easily talk me into a nine, and I'd be okay bubbling yeah. up even more. But this is definitely, for me, and I think for you, I'm speaking for us both, Retro Bliss approved, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's how no much, doubt about that. Do you know how much this game's going for? Well. Is that in your quiz? We'll just talk about it, it later. It kind of is, but I'll just, I'll just go and say it, because it's part of the, I should have thought about that. Like 20 bucks. Oh, it's definitely worth 20. I mean, it's worth 20 bucks all day long. This this is one of those games that's not just worth 20 bucks if you're a retro collector. I don't think there's a better 3D fighting game that's ever been invented. So yeah. if you're, just get it. If you have a way to play Dreamcast games, $20 is a bargain still today. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to assume this game was re-released for like Xbox Arcade or something. It was, and I meant to mention that. When it came out on Xbox Live Arcade, I mean, it's still a blast, I'm sure, but it was missing the mission mode. Which is pretty substantial if you're a single player. Yeah, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't even get it. Then be play honest. it on the Dreamcast if there's any way to. Yeah, and and I don't think any of the sequels improved on it. So really, yeah. twenty dollars well worth it. it. Yeah, well worth twenty bucks. You'll, de- you'll get your money out of it for sure. Twenty dollars, Trevor. I think it's time for us to pay the bills even more, even more so. I mean, McDonald's is already paying our bills, but we have also other bills to pay. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Why am I always throwing the commercial? You freaking do it for once. <laughs> Hey, play the commercial. The biggest thrill of Atari at McDonald's is winning. 50 deluxe home computer and video centers, 200 Atari centipede games, 1,200 Atari home computers, 10,000 Atari home video games, as well as millions of McDonald's food prices. Purchase of chicken McNuggets required to redeem food prices. Just scratch the card and match two dots without getting zapped. Sometimes you win, sometimes, because every card can be a winner. Yeah, do you feel better? I feel better. Yeah, I mean, I wish you'd let me do it sometimes. I always, I cry not because I don't ever get to do that. I bet you do. You don't need to cry anymore, though, because let's give a big announcement again. We're approaching episode 50. It's coming Mm -hmm. up uh, fast. Oh, yeah. And we're thrilled to say, and I don't know if you've noticed, that we've got an official sponsor, and that, of course, is McDonald's. Good old McDonald's. Yeah. One of the best places on this earth, the Golden Arches of Amazingness. That's a place you should eat for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner seven days a week. There's really no negative consequences. Not at all. To eating uh, 21 times a week at McDonald's. I agree 100%. And there's not even, like, there's nothing that says any different. Not even a, a documentary, even. Nothing. No, no, no. There are, there is no downside to it. And the upside is uh, it's delicious, nutritious, and easy on the pocketbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Fits any budget. Take your kids. They love Happy Meals. Right. Get some food and a really cool little toy. And in case you missed it last week, of course, the big announcement that we made on, oh, I think, was it April 1st? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was April 1st. Um, was that starting with episode 50, we will no longer be covering uh, retro games. Instead, we will cover McDonald's food items and merchandise exclusively. Yes. It's an exclusive partnership. Um, we're very excited. We're very excited about it. I yeah. mean, it's as cool as retro games are, McDonald's food and merchandise is like, Wow! Yeah, it's the it's the it's the it's the happens it's the amazing happenings of amazingness. So yeah, just uh, look forward to episode fifty uh, where yeah. this comes to fruition. Yeah, or we're making it all up now, Trevor. I think it's time for everybody's most favorite part of the show. Right. That of course is the bliss quiz.
first, since I made you yeah. go first. Okay, here we go. Trevor. Yes? Who is not a playable character in the Soul Calibur series? I'm going to list you some names. Oh my goodness. And you tell me who you could actually get at some point in the series of, of this game. One, Yoda from Star Wars. Yoda? Two, Darth Vader from Star Wars. Three, Link from Zelda. Four, Ryu from Street Fighter. Which could you not get? Correct. Ryu. That's right. Here's yep. your first question. Uh, Which of these is not a character you can get from Soul Calibur? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Mine's only slightly different. Okay. <laughs> we don't cross over much, but we've no. done it a couple times here yep. lately. If we were Ghostbusters, <laughs> we'd be blowing the place up. Yep. So, Yoshimitsu, Berserker, Edgar, Link, or Romeo? Which of these is not a real Soul Calibur series character? Well, I know Link definitely is. Yeah, that's the one I was going to throw you off on until you had your own list. Yeah, Link's definitely one of them, and I really want to play that one now. He's from Soul Calibur 2. He's the, game, the GameCube version. Yeah. Uh, who's the first one? Yoshimitsu. He's in there for sure. I remember him. Berserker. I don't remember who Berserker is at all. Edgar. I don't know who that is at all. And Romeo. I don't know who that is at all. Like, like <laughs> we're for all the old Romeo? <laughs> so I thought I might still throw you off by throwing in some names that we can barely pronounce. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't even know who have these people are. Sweet. All right, I'm gonna go Romeo just because he's you know he's in a play. Add gun it. Is that who it is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was the fake one. All right, Trevor, number two. Yeah. You warned me you had a dumb question. Is this it? <laughs> oh, it just doesn't stop here. Okay. Okay, I gotta use my phone for this. Okay. There's a restaurant in Charlotte, North Carolina oh, called wow. the Soul Gastro Lounge. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, they have. <laughs> Wait, their, why are you talking about a food place? It's not McDonald's. It's because it has the word soul in it. Okay. <laughs> this place, the Soul Gastro Lounge, has an item called the Lamb Lollipops. Uh, this is lamb racks with rosemary and. I can't even pronounce this word. Picorino? Picorino? Pissorino? <laughs> that sounds terrible. Beat that. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not the last one. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. It's P-E-C-O-R-I-N-O. You did fine, I think. <laughs> okay, anyway. They say that this thing is $20. Do you think it's worth 20 bucks, Trevor? It's just a matter of opinion. <laughs> I probably would not pay $20 for a lamb stick when I can get, like, uh, what, 12 or 15 doubles for that at McDonald's. That's probably a better idea. I agree with you 100%. Your wife just walked in. I'm going to ask her a quick question. Hey, Anna, come over here for a second. How do you pronounce this word? She's a teacher, so I'm going to assume she's going to know that word. It's a food item. No. Never seen it before. See, it stumped her, too. This word's made... I like it just as good as the terrible things I said. Yep. It's (laughs) less butchered, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So, you ready for your second question? More than anything. So, another twist on the eBay game, because I know how you appreciated that last week. I really did enjoy it. I just want you to... to, uh, Only one of these games I'm about to mention is sort of... Rare is the wrong word, but become pricey. Okay. The other two are still pretty common. So right. you need to find the one that's pricey. All right, gotcha. Is it Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast, which we kind of gave that away already. Yeah. Is it Soul Blade for the PlayStation 1? Okay. Or Pokemon Pokemon Soul Silver? Pokemon. <laughs> Let me try to say this again. Okay. Pokemon uh-huh. Soul Silver with the Pokewalker. Which, which one costs like the most? little thing that counts your footsteps, I think. I'm going to go with the Pokemon. Yeah, that was too easy. <laughs> Yeah. So Soul Calibur is about twenty bucks. Soul Blade's about fifteen bucks, and this Pokemon with the Pokey Walkers at least a hundred dollars. 
Okay. So, yeah. Trevor, I got the IMDb game going on over here for number three. If you don't quit ripping me off, I'm going to go to McDonald's and not buy you anything. Well, that's just mean. Yeah. Because I'd buy you a Happy Meal any day. Trevor, I'm going to name three things that may or may not be related to the word soul. Uh Uh-huh. And you tell me which one had the higher review. Okay. Overall ratings on IMDb. Okay. Number one, the movie Soul Plane. Okay, I've not seen it. All right, number two, the movie Soul Surfer. Not seen it. Number three, Soul Calibur 2. Which one of these had the highest review? Uh, Soul Plane, I think it had Snoop Dogg in it. But oh, wow. Helps you any. Yeah, it does. And Soul Surfer was actually a, I believe it was a movie about that. There's a surfer, this woman surfer, who got attacked by a shark. And she lost her arm. And she oh, still, yeah. So it's yeah, about yeah. that. And then you know what Soul Calibur 2 is. Well, I'm going to go Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, but it's that all day. <laughs> Soul Plane, do you want to... It's the only one I care anything about, I'll be honest. But go and tell me about it. So, okay, Soul Plane 2, what do you think it got? Just take a wild guess. Four. <laughs> Real close. 4.4. 4. Oh, wow. All right. Soul Surfer, what do you think it got? I'll give you a clue. It's more than 4.4. 4. Yeah, I feel like it didn't get terrible reviews. I'm going to go 6.4. Actually got a 7.1. Wow. They okay. made me kind of want to see it just to see if it's as good as it says it is. Huh. And Soul Calibur 2 overall got an 8.26. Well, so. well, my third question is kind of similar. Um, I mentioned that Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast was one of the the best, most well received games of all time. I mean, it really was a big deal. You know, everybody's talking about, and here's my Zelda quota. Everybody's talking about Zelda Breath of the Wild right now for the Switch. Yeah, it's just critically just blowing everything away. Uh, Soul Calibur was just like that at the time it came out. Um, so I want you to tell me on this is a hard question. Okay. On GameRankings.com, which just sort of conglomerates reviews from different sources, where does Soul Calibur fall on the best list of all time? Okay. I'll give you a hint. It's in the top 100. If I get within what, do I win? That's right. I'll try to make it a little more fair. If you get within... I'm going to make it hard. If you get within three. <laughs> That's a weird random number. All yeah. Right. Uh, okay, but it's in the top 100. Yeah. So we have a range of 97 to lose on. Well, that's comforting. Uh, man, I'm going to feel like this is up there. I'm going to feel it's, it's at least in the top 50. Just just my gut feeling. I'm going to go 37. That's just a random guess. Actually, it's number 7. Whoa. This thing is still in the top 10 wow. almost 20 years later. That's amazing. It really is. Um, There's two Mario Galaxy games, which you need to play on if you haven't, which I think you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two Zelda games, Ocarina of Time and then <clears throat> Breath of the Wild, which just came out. And then there's two Grand Theft Auto, Grand, Grand Theft Theft Auto, Auto games. GTAs. And then there's Soul Calibur. That's so, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's up there. That's incredible. Wow. All right. Well, that's been Soul Calibur for the uh, Dreamcast. Our first Dreamcast game in quite some time. I think it was a good one to kind of really start it off with for Dreamcast. Yeah, and I really think we did McDonald's proud today. What do you think? I think so. I, I think I just have to say once again that I'm loving it. Not only are we loving it, we're living it. Trevor, you ready to go get some McDonald's? I am. 